Christmas egg got a lot to say. On all the things we go through within the day. Politics, dating, recipes, traveling. And yep, of course, I'm the karaoke queen. Hip-hop. I take no L's. I'm always booking flights. This is my lovely lunatic lead your life. Come on, get two steps in the room. This is my lovely lunatic lead your life. Come on, get two steps in the room. This is my What's up, y'all? This is the one and only Miss A, and welcome to my lovely Lunatic Leo Life podcast. And today I have a special guest. Um, I, you know, I need to work on my introduction, so I apologize. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out how to introduce my guests, but from I call him Meat from back in the day, mm. but he is grown now. He's he's doing his thing. I can't just call him Meat, you know, unless you allow people to call you Meat. I don't know. But, you know, he's established now. He got things going. So I do have to call you Demetrius. How do you say your last name? Demetrius Ely. Ely. Yes. Welcome, So it's funny when you hear your friends call you your name instead of your nickname. Your nickname, yeah. It always catches me off guard. Demetrius. Yes. So thank you so much for coming on to my show today. We have a lot to discuss. You know, I want to um, give him big props for what he's doing now. And we're going to talk about um, Daraja of Love. All right, for sure. We definitely got to get into that. Um, he's also doing some things with Blexit. Yes. Blexit. Yes. All right. If you don't know what it is, neither do I. He'll he'll inform us on that. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to talk about our roots and our spirituality. So we got a good show coming up for y'all. Thank you for tuning in. Each and every Wednesday, you could catch me. I air on YouTube at midnight. So as soon as you wake up, is a new episode coming out on Wednesdays. And then you can also catch me on Apple, um, Pandora, Samsung Podcast, Google Podcast. Alexa, if you tell Alexa to call me, that bitch will say and play my name, okay? <laughs> so Alexa knows who Miss A and my lovely lunatic Leo Life is. So give props to that. Where's my applause? <laughs> she knows who the F I am. Yeah, so. Um, Let me shout you out and thank you. Oh, yeah, of course. Having me on the show and. From your progress, from we've known each other for some time. A long time. Um, I've seen you, you know, go from college radio. I've seen you do ups and downs, and to see you doing your own one twos right now, the travel vlog, and this whole thing that you got going on right now is a vibe. I'm loving it. Oh, so, thank you. Dope to see you. You know where you are right now. Thank That's you right. so much. I appreciate that. I really do because I know you mean it from the heart, and you've yeah, always been sure. supportive. So. We got to support each other. Whatever you're doing, if I can be able to talk about it to let more people hear about it, that's all we got to do. Hey, bless. You know what I'm saying? Bless. So this is why you need to keep your circle tight. People got to have play their parts in their circle by, and when I say play their part, I mean doing what they love to do. And we right. can all help each other out. You know I what like I'm saying? That. I that's like what that. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, Daraja Love, let's talk about it. Boom, let's talk about it. It's one of my let's get right topics. into it. So, Daraja Love, uh, I am the co-founder of Daraja Love Incorporated, along with my beautiful uh, fiance, soon-to-be wife. Since we, wait, talking to you, Mike, keep going. Oh, okay. Yeah. Along <laughs> with my beautiful fiance, soon-to-be wife, um, I am the co-founder, along with her, Daraja Love Incorporated, is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. We do work. Uh, throughout Essex County, New Jersey, we are a national as well as an international organization. So we have offices set up in uh, Akansambo, Ghana. Uh, I, yeah, give it up for Ghana, man. Yeah. Shout out to Ghana. My people. 
Right. <laughs> so um, what we focus on uh, mainly is the family, um, building and strengthening families and uh, combating infant mortality. So, you know, just a couple of the things that we have done. Last year, we was able to deliver the first infant incubator um, to a remote area in Ghana wow. to make sure that those people have what they need. Um, I'm just going to be applauding you all night, <laughs> yo. <laughs> you know, this year we had uh, a school bus campaign uh, for a school that we adopted. And um, the school bus situation was uh, unsafe, you know, to say the least. And you know, You're talking about how, was it the roads or was it the actual nah, bus? No, it was the actual bus. It was the actual bus. So, wow. you know, we went this uh, previous summer when we delivered the incubator you know, we're doing a needs assessment to see what else is needed in the area. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, Brother David is involved with the school. He invited me out to, you know, go to the village. And we was taking the school bus to the village. And I'm like, okay, cool, not a problem. So we get on the bus, sis, and I look down, yeah. and I can see the road. And it was a real, you know, tough situation. So it got me to thinking, like, how are the kids being transported in this mm-hmm. situation? I said, Where, where's the school at? So we go to the school. We meet the kids. We meet the teachers. We meet the families. Um, and we decide as a team here in the States, you know, it's not just me. It's the entire team. We decide as a team that this is a project that we want to embark on. And, uh, you know, the, we was able to secure that bus. The bus is in operations right now. We're about to roll out a whole real and, you know, promotional piece. That part is still growing on me. Um, <laughs> I know it's necessary. People tell me all the time once they see the work that's actually being done that we need to promote it. Yeah, you it. definitely got to do that. And, um, you know, we have the website, www.therajalove.com. The Facebook page is, you know, constantly updated with the different things that's going on and whatever we're rolling out for the families. Um, but, you know. It's another level. It's another level. <laughs> Yo, people always say, it's oh, I want to do this for this country or I want to do this for my city. But do you really do anything? Like, he actually went to work and is doing something, not just for his city mm. or his county. He's also doing stuff out of the country. You know what I mean? What inspired you to go to Ghana? And what, how long ago was it that you decided to do some work in Ghana? Man, that's an awesome question. So what inspired me to go to Ghana originally? Like, my dad is a serious thinker. You know, a serious Pan-African. You know, he taught me a lot about, you know, Dr. Kwame Nkrumah and, um, you know, Ghana being the first nation in Africa to gain its independence. So that had always stuck out to me. He was always speaking about, you know, whenever you get an opportunity to travel to the continent, you want to jump on top of it. <clears throat> he himself had friends from the continent, things like that, and had traveled. So, you know, working in our area, Essex County, right, there's a lot of West Africans. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it, was, it wasn't it was one of those situations like where maybe in high school is controversy or friction between these groups. You know, as we become adults, we begin to realize that we had a lot more in common mm-hmm. than, you know, not in common. So I just began to kind of talk with my coworkers back and forth about what it was like there. You know, I had all of these questions that I wanted to know that I didn't want to get from the media or right. secondhand. I wanted to know from somebody who was, like, from there. Like, I wanted to know, can I see some pictures? Right. And it never weirded them out either. They were like, <laughs> hey, bro. They love to talk about right. the country. 
Yo, here's my house. Here's my family. And, yeah. you know, I thought it was a beautiful thing. Very welcoming. But when you do that, you know, and unfortunately some people had the misconceptions that, you know, different groups uh, throughout the diaspora don't rock with each other. But um, when you do that and you show interest in people's culture and their home, you're probably going to get an invite. Right. <laughs> I mean, especially if they're traveling. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because a lot of people always ask me, like, why Africans hate Americans? I'm like, that's not the case. Number one, nah. they probably were dealt with a lot of things from black Americans in, right. in the past, number one. Number two, like, they're friend. I know back in Ghana, they're friendly. They always accept uh, visitors and guests and foreigners. Right. Like, they love yeah. it. So maybe it's something that somebody's been through. And then at the same time, you already have this... Um, concept in your mind that Africans don't like you, so you're going to come off standoffish to them, and it's just going to be an ongoing cycle, you know? Um, Just take the time to talk to the person and see what's up. Maybe they have a mean face, and that's it. I know I have a mean face sometimes. I know some of my people have a mean face sometimes. I'm guilty. Yeah. So it just could be just their look or whatever, but if you actually take the time to talk to them, then you never know. You never know. You can learn a lot about different cultures. I mean, even the Raja... As a word, the Raja is key Swahili for bridge. Mm. So the organization as a whole, we always seek to be a bridge between, you know, communities and families and the resources that they need to be more successful, to have a higher quality of life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in that capacity, going home and being able to mix and to mingle with the people, there's things that I learned from them as well as the services that we bring there. You know, they give us so much every single <laughs> trip. There's something new. My mm. mind is blown in a different way. Wow. Um, every time. How many times have you been to Ghana? At this point, I think this summer will make trip number, what is this, seven or eight? Oh, wow. And this is in, is in the last 10 years, maybe? Yeah, yeah. It's a consistent push. I mean, um, one of the things that happens is... Well, it happened to me. I don't know if it happens to everybody, but people go on different mission trips, and you're going to go to these remote places, and you're going to really connect with human beings at a human level, right? Talking about service and outreach and things of that nature. You identify need, you serve, but you also build relationships. So mm-hmm. what ends up happening is, for me personally, a kid said, hey, man, this was awesome. And I was like, yeah, see you next time. And he kind of like, Lost that joy and was like, you're not coming back. Oh. They never come back. Oh. And I said, yo, that's Damn. crazy. <laughs> you know, it hit me kind of hard. And, and, you know, wow. from that point, I made it a point that, you know, wherever I rocked with over there, that we was going to be consistent with that group. So whether it's adopting an orphanage, whether it's adopting a school, whether it's donating medical equipment, um, we're going to stay present. You know, in that particular area. That's why we set up the offices there. Oh, yeah, you set up offices in Ghana. And aren't you setting up offices in another country? Well, I'm working on Rwanda Rwanda. and Kenya. I don't know which one it's going to pop first. And it's crazy. Usually I try and keep that stuff reserved. I think I told you that before. Like, (laughs) I got this this thing when I'm talking to A where I'm like, yeah, and this is, you know, my social. Oh, my bad. Sorry. But, um, (laughs) yeah, uh, so... We wanted to be that bridge for the entire diaspora, not just, you know, um, one particular country. So, and I love Ghana. Let me tell you something. We're building <laughs> a home in Ghana, me and the queen. You wow, know? that's good. But, you know, you guys, if you follow the 
Christian faith, then you know that it says in the Bible that God has given us the dominion of the planet. And I feel like there's people everywhere you go doing wickedness, right? Yo, so if you want to go serve and do good things, uh, community oriented, family oriented projects, please take the same mindset that the world is yours and travel the globe and you know spread those seeds of knowledge to people so that we can keep this thing going. I love it. I love it. And the fact that you are doing something like. It's weird doing something for the world on two different levels, but you actually are there. Well, you're still you're still growing and stuff, but you're international. You're putting your your name out there. You're doing stuff for the community in two different countries, maybe even three different countries. Um, and me, I use my voice as much as I can to help right. people and to inspire people, and that's what we're all about, you know. Right. Right. And right. whatever we can do to make someone feel better or to improve people's way of lives or even their mental health, right? That's what we got to right. do, and I'm here for it. Like I know my purpose. It seems like you know your purpose. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, somebody asked me recently, and I told him, like, I, I definitely feel like I'm a community service warrior. You know, yeah. and that community can be anywhere on God's green earth. Um, there are people waiting for assistance, waiting for help. There are people who are in traumatized situation that is no fault of their own. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we happen to be in a, a blessed state here currently, you know, in the U.S. You know, political climates may uh, go up, go down. Um, but when you look at developing nations and things of that nature, us here in the U.S., we have a, a, a level of um, a quality of life that other people would die for. Yeah. You know? So to be able to just share a, a little bit of hope or a window of, of hope and ask, you know, for people, you know, I feel like that's what time it is. Like, I feel like that's kind of like the whole narrative after this COVID thing. Like, Oh, yeah. You know, it was so <laughs> much. It was really, and not after, because we still not after, right? We still not still after. Still going through it. We're still going through it. But, um, you know, as it relieves and people come outside and, you know, people try and heal from all of the trauma and all of the loss, then there's things that we can do. You know, there's things that we can do to bring light back to the community. You know, make make the children's lives a little happier. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, or even put out things like self-care and mental health awareness. This month is Mental Health Awareness Month. Okay, you know? that's good to and, know. Um, you know, we looking to work with some dads in the community and just give out some information on, you know, mental health. And mental health is really important, and some people feel like they're either they're too ashamed to get mental health or they're too embarrassed. But we need something for mental health because oh, for it's, sure, it's it's serious out here, and for people sure. feel like they're alone, but you're not alone. Right. You know, a lot of people go through the same things. You just need to either talk about it or you need to know that you're not alone. Right. And I know a couple men who, black men, they're single fathers. They go through things with their children's mother or just being a black man alone. And they really, like, I've heard so many things from these men, and they just need to talk and they just need to vent. So, you know, someone needs to create a safe space for them or, you know, like, it's it's serious. No, it really is. And it's like... You know, that's something that we're trying to build in the community. I, I think um, it was October when we had a, um, it was a, what was it? You know what? This what happened. October <laughs> came around, and the team was trying to figure out how could we highlight, you know, dads during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, we felt like dads only get love during, 
Father's, Father's Day, Day, right? So we was like, you know what? We're going to have like a men's forum on all things men's health. We, you know, met up at the uh, library, a bunch of dads from a di- bunch of different walks of life, um, mm-hmm. talked about what, uh, health was, you know, for men, um, how nutrition and health translates to the family, how to spend more time with your family, doing those things to help incorporate those things into your family. And it turned out being a beautiful thing. But afterwards, the the number one question was, yo, this was an amazing safe space. When can we do it again? You know what I mean? Like, this needs to not be a... Yeah, like it's got to be like once a month day. or something. Right. So we decided out of that to come up with what we call the Proud Proud Fathers Initiative. And okay. Just a bunch of dads, all different ages that um, network and support each other and create a safe space for the men to speak. But we also invite sisters in. It's nothing like Okay. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah, for sure. That's for amazing. Sure. See, so I Keep an eye out for that. Like, so the Roger <clears throat> Love, when we rocking, we're not just rocking Overseas, yeah, you know, we keep that thing, um, you know, that bridge operating. So overseas as well as here, you know. Yo, I love it. <laughs> I love it. This is amazing. Um, so, are you still taking donations for the bus or for the uh, oh, for sure. incubators? For sure, for sure. Where can um, they go to donate? You can go to the website www.therajalove.com. Um, Cash App, Dollar Sign, The Roger Love, PayPal, www. No, wait. <coughs> oh, wait. The Roger Love at yahoo.com for PayPal. Um, and yeah, right now, those are the ways to Don- donate to the organization. Okay. Yeah. And definitely appreciate all of our donors. Let me big them up. Oh, yeah. Nothing would be able to take place. Um, without our donors, and we have donors from all different walks of life. We have people who, you know, donate what they have, and it'll be small. And then we have people that say, look, I can step up to the plate and help you guys in this particular way because this is something that's passionate, you know, to me. Mm-hmm. Um, we always open up our doors, and every one of our trips when we do something overseas, people are invited to come along. Um, we have service projects that go along with our tours. So wow. you won't just be going and experiencing this amazing culture, uh, museums and artwork and people and food, but you'll also be able to, you know, give back and contribute to humanity in a way that's going to, you know, stick with you for a long time, man. From the first time I stepped foot on, on the ground, my mind is still being blown every trip. So every trip. I encourage anybody who has the opportunity to take advantage of it. Don't you have a um, a group trip coming up in July? Yeah, we out um, <clears throat> July 9th. Um, we are out July 9th, and we return July the 24th. Yeah, I think I saw that. I'm looking to see if I get corrected, <laughs> and because I didn't get corrected, then yes, it's the 24th. Wow. Yeah. I would have loved to. I'm going to be in Zanzibar. I actually leave on the fifth, the 14th to go to Zanzibar. All right, now you told so me. I'll still be in the motherland, though. But that's dope. I'm trying to do a group trip for December, so I might need to link with you because you have a good itinerary, and this is what people want from me. They want me to put all this shit together, and I was just like, yeah, all I was going to do was I get us an Airbnb, me. and that's it. But Let me tell you, you know it's different levels <clears throat> to this thing. Yeah, I need your you help, could please. go, and you could be comfortable at home, right? You, yeah. you, know, you know how to maneuver. You can eat at the roadside. Your trip might cost you... Pennies on the dollar, right? Yeah, definitely. And people like my mother was like, nah, brother, I need first class. 
I need hotels. You know, what I mean? you know like, some people they at least they're coming out their comfort zone a little bit, even if they want to yeah. live have a bougie vacation. Yeah, 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 and yeah, I ain't yeah. mad at it. You know, you want to go somewhere and just be luxuriate. You well, know? the service project definitely does that. Like one of the things that we did on the last one was we uh took a trip up to a remote village area. And we actually planted, you know, coconut trees. Wow, like, that's nice. The team went and planted coconut trees. Uh, it was a partnership between us and the Department of Agriculture. Okay. To um, help farmers establish, you know, okay. um, agricultural ties and business and things like that, put them to work. So we went up there and the whole team was planting. And, like, yeah, it's something you gotta kind of got to get used to. So on the way up there, the bus broke down. Oh, of course. Of course it did. <laughs> so, you know, we're in the middle of, you know. Oh, my gosh. We're in the middle of this winding road on the I way to the village. I hope it wasn't at night. Luckily, you know, definitely it wasn't at night. Okay. I don't think I don't think the queen would have made it. Because that would be pitch black. Straight up. And the grass was. High as hell. Straight. I know on it. either side of this dirt road, oh, the my grass gosh. was 10 feet tall. You know what I mean? So. We had about a 15, 20-minute walk to the village, so we wasn't that far. Okay. And, um, you know, but I, I, I'm I'm excited about the experience. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, my God, here we go. We out here, right? Mm-hmm. So I jump out the joint. I'm like, okay, now we get to walk, and I'm out here with my people. I didn't even think about animals. I'm bugging. <laughs> but what kind of animals out there? The goats? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the mountainous village. Village. It could have been anything. Could have jumped out that grass. There ain't nothing there. out there. Come on, man. I don't even know. Let me stop. I, don't I was even getting know. ready to say it's baboons <laughs> in the city for sometimes. So. Really? <laughs> when you driving from Accra, headed up baboons. Yeah. I've never seen. Oh, well, see. it depends on where you at. Look, yeah. See, see, I don't I'm, I'm, I'm put, more places than I did. I'm putting myself out there. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, depending on <clears throat> routes that you take, different things like that, you'll be able to see. Now, oh, let's not shit. get it twisted. Ghana got the city like the city. You know, you'll think you're in Manhattan <laughs> a lot of times, depending on how you move and anything you want and I cry, you're going to get. Yeah. But when you move outside of that area and you start to go outwards into more remote areas, you run into some stuff. You know what wow. I mean? You run into some stuff. You definitely run into some stuff. I got Ghana stories for days. Oh, I love it. I call myself the black Indiana Jones, man. So, wait. Did you go to Ghana before or after I moved to Ghana in 2012? I went. Yo, you know what's crazy? Let me hear it. When you went, I remember this. I remember this. Yo, it drove me crazy. That's what ended up pushing me to go. So, I inspired you to go. I knew it. My first trip. I'm trying to think. Did I, was my first trip while you was... Was you in Kamasi? Well, only at one point, but not the whole time. I was in Accra. See, you took... I was in from 2012 and came back 2013. You took several trips, though. Yeah, I took several trips. So I'm trying to pinpoint, like, when you went and when I took my first trip. But I do remember... Whether it was before my trip or after, <laughs> when I saw you was out there and you had moved, I was on fire, man. I, I didn't want to be one of those people that was like, you know what, uh, two years and I'm out of here. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then two more years after that and I'm out of here. Oh. And it ended up being like 10 to 20 years and you're still in the, you know, in the same spot, it. stagnated. So I when it. I saw you bust that move, it kind of did. Put a fire under me. Right. You, you know, already but, had intentions of going, right, but now right, it's right. like. And it's like, let's take this thing, you know, serious. Let's take this thing to the next level. Because <laughs> it's only certain people who would think that way. 
and see that opportunity before them. Yeah. Not have any fear stand in front of them and then just kind of walk that thing down. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you do stuff like that, you inspire everybody. Everyone. Like, I, this is why I love to travel because I love to, well, to see new things and learn new cultures, but also to inspire people to go outside of their comfort zone and learn new cultures as well. Yeah. Um, when I went, before I went to move to Ghana, I was working at a Jewish company. It was a small Jewish company. The parents owned it and their son worked there. Um, and, Mind you, these people had never gone to Ghana in their life. But, I, you know, I was getting ready to move out there, so they were doing a going-away party for me and everything. And the boss was like, it's, it's so dangerous out there. How can, Are you sure you're not scared? I'm like, have you ever been to Ghana, number one? Number two, have you ever been researched Ghana? Like, you're telling me it's dangerous, and you never even been there. You don't, you don't even know what you're talking about. You know, so I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard people say, well, my family doesn't want me to go, you know, because it's dangerous. And I'm like, first of all, you go with me. I have family. We're good, number one. Yeah. Number yeah. two, I understand you're leaving the country, but people will project their fears onto you, and right. then you end up not going. Right. And I say, fuck that. You need right. to go. If you really want to go, you're going to go. I've had it. friends who's like, oh, I'm going to go to Africa. I'm planning to go to Africa in one year, two years. I'm like, okay, what country? They can't even answer that. So I'm like, you ain't serious. You bullshitting. Like, you know what I'm saying? And those people still haven't gone to Africa, you know? So it's just like, don't talk about it. Be about it. And I know it's a big step. I know it's not an easy thing. It could be expensive getting there. But once you're there, you're going to be good, you know? Oh, and you know what? We Even though our generation had this different type of fire about reconnecting, this is not something that's new. To our people, our communities. This this connection has been brewing and bubbling. Yeah, and having different, you know, uh, moments in time, space continuum on its own. Yeah. So to be a part of it is dope. But yeah, nah, you're right. Just do it. You ain't the first. Don't be scared. You know, nothing's gonna happen to you. I'm gonna tell you the truth. I kind of knew when I went on that first trip, uh, based off of. Just the thinking of the culture and things like that. Something kind of told me, keep it to myself. Mm. And I didn't tell anybody I was going to Africa. And I went for about a month. I didn't tell anybody I was going until about three weeks beforehand. Oh, wow. You know? And when I told them, it solidified what I was thinking. Why? Because they was like, oh, my God, this is going to happen, and that is going to happen, and the plane going to crash, and the war going to come, and the animals going (laughs) to eat you. And I'm like, ignorance. damn, that's a lot of <laughs> it's a lot of ignorance. People just don't know, and they're projecting the shit. Like it's not yeah, like they said, "Well, yeah. I think something." They said, "No, this is gonna happen to you." Right, you right. Like it's gonna happen, Essex bro. County, you telling me, right? <laughs> like, like, yo, no, not it. it's a possibility. That warlord is coming for you, right? You, know what I mean? like, like, you specifically, but like, no, I'm, I'm gonna just tell you the truth of the whole thing. Like that narrative has been pushed. Through media, you know, in a lot of places, U.S. included, for a very long time, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, through the movies and, you know, mainly the movies and the depiction of the continent and anywhere on the continent being dark, violent, you know, uh, you know, just kind of like this cesspool of whatever the worst things you can imagine. So it's like when you show up and you see all of this beauty and its grace and it's like, oh, 
moly, right? Like <laughs> they done like, lied to us. Yeah, and look, I, <laughs> this is what I always say. I don't, I don't, I don't want to say they didn't lie to us. This is what well, some people, and I agree. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm gonna say it like this. Somebody invested a lot in us not knowing that. Yeah. Wow. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Some, yeah. It was important to somebody. Yeah. Because because movies aren't cheap to make, are they? <laughs> right. Definitely Blockbuster not. TV shows yeah. and things like that with all of these backwards depictions aren't cheap. They didn't want us to know. <laughs> right. They didn't so, want us to know. You know, when you see that, then it's like, you know, let's dig in 10 toes, in, 10 toes down and let's see where this thing go. You know? That's amazing. I'm so glad that you are doing this for yourself, oh, you yeah, know, for and sure. for the people. You know, that's a big deal. Now, we we talk about Africa anyway. We're going to talk about our spirituality. You might let's as well go. get into it, okay, yo, because we had this conversation let's before. Um, yeah, so um, my last week's episode was my Yahe Ayahuasca Retreat, and mm. I spoke to you about it. Um, I also did the Toad Venom, which is 5-MeO-DMT. Um, and then I'm actually, next week, I'm doing Wachuma, which is the cactus, um, San, San Pedro cactus plant. So it's not as strong as a, and as harsh as ayahuasca, mm. but it's more gentle, but it still takes you to the spirit realm and it'll still show you things, but it makes you feel more appreciative of the earth and, you know, Mother Earth, pretty much, you know. Right. So I'm looking forward to that. So we had a discussion about how I felt, and you told me you had a similar experience, but not with plant medicine. Yeah, no, um, not with plant medicine, but when you talk about connecting with the earth and connecting with spirit, um, you know, I went through a, a point in my life when that was very important to me, you know, to for grounding purposes, for balancing purposes. It was very important to me that I connected with Mother Nature mm. um, and my family and my own mother. And as you can yeah. see, right, the, the outward expression of that experience. Um, and I would do things such as tree meditations, right? I started with the sun gazing and I, I walked away from the sun gazing because, <laughs> you know, I didn't have enough hard facts, and I don't want to go blind. So. Right. So wait. So sun gazing is really just gazing at the sun, literally. Um, that sounds like you can go blind and painful. I it does. It, it does. It does sound that so way. So you right? just literally just stare at the sun and appreciate it. Yeah, and I kept waiting for them to say like, "No, use UV glasses." Yeah, that doesn't like sound that. right. But it never came down the pipeline, at least to me. So <laughs> I tried to like, and it hurt, and I said, "No, nah, I can't do that." You know what I mean? Then I, it was an eclipse. I, I went out for the eclipse. Oh, like, I was doing that. Okay, I'm not gonna bro, lie. I did that too. When and I'm trying to connect, and that shit hurt. You, you, get you it. can't. You yeah, get it, I get it. It was painful. That was false information. <laughs> um, so you want to go I, hug a tree instead? Yeah. One of the things that <laughs> when I heard about it, it rung something rung inside of my spirit. I don't know what it was, but it was somebody explained tree meditations to me, and it was pretty much sitting and staring at a tree until you become absent and there's no separation between you and the tree, right? Mm. You're in that space. So because of the relationship between human beings and trees, you know, something about that just kind of rung in me to my spirit, right? So we breathe in oxygen that they emit and they breathe in carbon dioxide that we emit. So it was like, hmm. 
Something to that, right? Right. And then you know the whole history and different cultures have a tree of life. And yeah. This, that, and the other. Breathing, fire breathing, and different meditations from different cultures has always been effective. So that was a part of it also. So I said, okay, I'm going to give this a try. Mm-hmm. So I did. I don't remember if it was a workshop or maybe some audio I listened to. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I dove in. I dove in. And me and this tree backyard really it really so it works man it works it works it works um Hmm. i began dreaming a lot more which to me that's a beautiful and blessed thing i'm not one of those people that fear dreams you know what i'm saying yeah dreams are messages in symbolism form definitely to be able to know how to receive it correct 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 so you know Regardless what it says in my dream, I'm all ears or I'm all eyes. Yeah. You know, because I want to not get blindsided. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'd rather take the time to figure that thing out. So that began to pick up some more, um, let me see, like other things began to happen that was like clearly, wow, clearly different, you know, like, and it's so crazy. I think I told you about the bumblebee. I don't even yes. go into the bumblebee yes. situation. You, you know what I mean? You told me. <laughs> but, it's, um, it's things you got to listen to. Now that you're getting more in tune with yourself, right. me as well, it's like you've had so many signs that you weren't really listening to in the past. Yeah. You know, yeah, now that sure. you're getting more for in sure. tune with your spirituality, like the universe speaks and it mm. speaks loudly. It's just depending on what you want to hear. And you also realize your grateful, your greatness and your powerfulness. Once you mm-hmm. realize your purpose on earth mm-hmm. and the more you realize how powerful you are, the more confidence you have. And that exudes and that sends something to people like they right. feel it right. and you're going to motivate them or inspire them. And that's what I've been going through lately. Now you got it. You went to the motherland. You were able to find this. I had to take plant medicine to, to see this, you know, and I still, I don't mind. I'm not against it. I'm going to go back and take some more plant medicine to see, but yeah, I'm it's trying like, to go. There's one next week. Come on. Watch Um, (laughs) But it's like I I am clear and things have been clarified to me. And it's like now because I keep doubting myself sometimes. You know, the human side of me keeps doubting my the intuition that I'm getting and the the messages that I'm getting. And then I keep getting clarifications like, no, you're right. You're right. Don't doubt yourself. You got it. What you believe in your gut is what is real. And that's your intuition or that's your spirit talking to you. Right. And some people don't realize that. And that's how things can get kind of jacked up. And in a way, the initiative you have for the fathers I feel like because me and the um, facilitator were talking about that he wants to bring it into the community for people to try plant medicines to help them with mental health issues and mm-hmm. and anything like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe y'all can collaborate if people are willing. I mean, now it it takes work to get these plant medicines too. You have to be on a strict diet, no alcohol, no weed, no sex, and meat and stuff like that. So if mm-hmm. people are willing to take the time and be honest of how they really feel, because certain people who are really right. have severe mm-hmm. mental health issues. I wouldn't recommend it. It would, it would take baby steps for you to get to the point to take the tea. Right. But I feel like the way it opened me up and made me appreciate life and spirit more, I feel like it, this would be a good thing to bring to the community for people to yeah. try this and, and open up their mind and their consciousness, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I'm one of those people that's very much modern. I'm very much with tech, you know? Um, but, but I'm also very much with culture and history. Right. And truth of spirit, 
which means truth of the individual. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I wouldn't shy away from that. I wouldn't. It's something that I think actually is an asset to people, um, has been an asset to people on the planet for years. Mm-hmm. For um, centuries. Yeah. And I, I, I really don't so much understand the bad rap that it gets, you know? Because it's, you know why it gets a bad rap? Because it's too good. Uh, it's not needed. It's, it gets a bad rap because it's not made in a factory sold by white men. Right, right, right. It's yeah. something that our ancestors were taking from ye- for centuries that's grown in the forest or in the desert or in the jungle, wherever it's in Africa and Central America, South America. It's stuff that's more natural. They want us to keep taking these fucking, the poisons that they're making in the factories and getting yeah. paid off of. You know what I mean? And the crazy thing, you know, a lot of that stuff, they go out and take the herbal plant and then synthesize yes. it because you can't uh, patent a herb or a fruit or a vegetable. The fuckery. But you can definitely <laughs> patent, you know, your uh, synthesized version of it. Yeah. So, you know, those synthesized versions are giving people adverse effects all over the world. And, um, you know, it's a real weird thing. It's one of those things, like, you know, we don't got to get into it, but, you know, I have a friend of mine that's an amazing, amazing doctor. You know, um, he's a holistic doctor that actually carries a, regular medical license to practice. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I see him do for people as far as healing and identifying the root of their issue and bringing them back to health, opposed to people who are just treating the symptom mm-hmm. and, you know, making money off making of money, sickness. Not even <laughs> listening I mean? to what the problem is. You know, and that's speaking about global stuff. That's not just us. It's man. not. It's, you're right. That's a global, you know, that's a global problem. You're right. Um, there are a lot of uh, psychologists who are working with plant medicines um, and doing trials with them now. So it is something that they're working on and trying to bring, but it's slowly but surely coming. But I feel like within 10 years, that's going to be one of the new waves, you know, of treating people. Hey, look, man, I got, <laughs> I, got a, I have a, a friend of mine um, who I met throughout my travels who um, he has an amazing story. He traveled to the continent and... Uh, Ended up getting stuck there somehow. So in his time, he decided to go and <coughs> teach himself, or not teach himself, but go into the villages and get taught by the uh, local herbal, you know, guys mm-hmm. how to deal in plant medicine. You know what I mean? And nice. how to treat different things because people overseas don't have money for your pharmaceuticals and you know. When you, I always laugh in my head when I see a pharmacy overseas because it's like, depending on where you are, you already know that that's not accessible to everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So these people for hundreds and hundreds of years have been treating themselves with herbal remedies and the plant. You Straight know, from the earth. Right. So it's like, okay, um, this guy went over here and he was stranded. And when I say stranded, I mean he was stranded. He was broke. Damn, that's the only way. That's a tough way to be for somebody from California. You know what I mean? Mm. He's not from there. But let me show you how God blessed him. Because he took that route to learn that information, now he has his own. They don't call it pharmaceuticals. They call it nutraceuticals or something like that. It's like... But he uses plants and herb medicine um, in the concentrated pill form to treat diabetes, gout, things of that Wow, that's good. Correct, correct. And it's popping in a few different countries. 
That's good. And like you said earlier, there's some countries that, guess what? It's not allowed to be sold in, even though it works. <laughs> I mean, they just don't want people to get better. They just want them to depend on whoever uh, to give, get give worse. Money. Yeah, that's some <laughs> bullshit. I just, uh, humanity sometimes I have no faith in humanity, but there's things I, I can't. Put my energy on humanity. So I gotta ask you. I don't want to get. This is not political. We made an agreement before. <laughs> but I gotta ask you. How do you feel about mandates and vaccines? Oh, um, I'm Pop definitely right not for vaccine mandates. I think it's bullshit. And Let's go. you know, like I just feel like they, the way they're pushing it so much, like they're doing it where people are getting free joints. To, to get vaccinated. Are you serious? Yeah, this was in Jersey. They were or DC, I think. They were giving a free blunt, a joint to get it. <laughs> free blunt. Kids were able to get vaccinated without the parents' permission. Um, it was like they were giving money. You can do lottery tickets if you have vaccinated. It was just so much shit. And I'm like, yo, why are y'all pushing this shit so yeah, far? Famous. We have other shit that we need to heal people and fix. But this just came out, supposedly, just came out recently. And now you guys want us, forcing us to get vaccinated. I almost mm-hmm. died from COVID in December. I still don't, <laughs> I still don't want to get vaccinated, you know? Mm-hmm. And now the mandates are coming down. You don't need to be vaccinated to go into certain places in New York now anymore. Right. You know? And it's like, now, now what? Right. Now <laughs> yes. what? I still got to get vaccinated to go to Ghana, though. That's the thing I don't like. Oh wait, didn't they do that? They got the vaccine. Yeah, since thing? December, since oh, uh, last year, man. you have to be vaccinated to go to Ghana. Let me they just say this. Let me just say this, yo. I, I got to speak on this. You know, and I try and say I'm not a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> I love America, right? Um, early on. Mm-hmm. Before COVID, that was probably the biggest migration of diasporans into Ghana and other African nations that had taken place. I remember. And we was competing with them, with the brothers and sisters in the 60s, man. <laughs> yeah. We was competing. Yeah. We was there. I was running into brothers and sisters. Wow. The door of the return. Man. Was it the year of the return? That's right. The year of the return. Mm-hmm. In a return, it was a beautiful, beautiful thing. Right before COVID, that was 2019 yeah, for sure. And you know, there's a continuation with um, what they call beyond the year of return. Oh yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not the same with all of the COVID restrictions. Mm-hmm. Travel had actually shut down, and you know, that was a global situation that interrupted something that was beautiful and special. And I pray that we can get back to it. I feel like we can because they already started. Like last year, there was no restrictions. Clubs were packed. People, everyone was going to Ghana. <laughs> so people got vaccinated, but everything was packed. Like it was, forget about it. And I even went to Ghana in 2020, December right. 20. The year COVID came, I went to Jamaica, Puerto Rico, and Ghana. So December of 2020, I was in Ghana. And, you know, people wear their masks. In the mall, you need your masks. But right. if you go to a club or lounge, it's still popping. Right. It's not like it had a restricted amount of people that should be there. And yeah. a lot of them believe that because it was hot that they, were, they weren't going to get COVID. They're like, we're protected because we're so hot and humid yeah. over here. Ghana, man. <laughs> you pretty much was good to go. You were good. It was good to go. on the cha-cha. We were, oh, yeah. The, <laughs> the cha-cha. You oh, gotta wear gosh. Your mask, man. You tight. do have to wear your mask. I definitely agree with that. I agree with that. Um, so yeah, that was the spiritual talk. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did talk about I didn't talk about Kanye, but Kanye's my soul brother, y'all. I'm trying to I'm trying to get to him. Yo, let's get to it. Can I can I can, yes. we, can we touch on we can easy because I keep getting even stronger downloads that me he is my soul brother. Listen, I, I will never second guess it. You know what I mean? I second guess myself you, sometimes. No, 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 no. Cause Cause I mean, that's natural. You hear you're human in this world, right? It's something that people outside of you might say, like, that's different, right? They right. kind of <laughs> look at it different. But for you, you know what feel real? I feel, you know what I mean? So, like, And the way it just happened, the way, like, at first it just was a simple question. What celebrity would you like on your show? Mm-hmm. By my by, by my best friend Ashanti, who I saw the night I did Yahe, is my soul sister also. Right. And she asked me, she always had a connection to Kanye. Um, and I was just like Kanye because I just seen Genius on Netflix, and I mind you, I watched solid, all three episodes solid, twice because I was solid. just like he has a warrior spirit, and I saw some of him in me. Like mm-hmm. one one thing he said was like he used to practice his Grammy speech walking to the subway. Yeah. Yo, you know how many speeches I've I've practiced? You know how many things right. I've I've said in my head? Like I was really doing it. Like and it's just me in my living room or me with no money for right. food and right. I, like I know it's gonna happen. I just don't. Know how, but I know I got it in me, yeah. and he knows he's blessed. People talk shit about him because he says he's God, but he's he's got that in him. Everybody has God in him, but he Man, was here for a specific listen. person. How are you going bury Kanye or talk shit about Kanye? Excuse my language, all that. No, don't, don't <laughs> excuse shit. <laughs> <laughs> but how are you going to come at this, brother, for only telling us what? Most documents that supersede a hundred years is gonna say outright. You know, if you study history and culture and who we are and what this melanin is about, what we are capable of when we put our mind, heart, and souls to things, when we remove the fear element, the brother only telling you who you are. He's only telling the and truth. You, you might not wanna receive that information. But I believe that the word would say is that, uh, look, and I don't want to get deep, but <laughs> hey, look, yeah, the word says <laughs> that, you know, greater works than what Jesus did in our days we would be able to attain. So, mm-hmm. you know, when somebody is telling you, like, no, we can do anything, right? You can be anything. And not only telling you, but showing you against opposition, there's one thing when you get encouraged. Your mother encourages you, <laughs> right? <laughs> Baby, you can be an NBA star, right? right. She loves you. <laughs> this brother is saying, no, you can do whatever you want, and here's the blueprint, right? right? Here's the, the the history of it. Ye dropped so much symbolism in his videos, I don't even want to get into it. People would it, it, it even went over my head sometimes. I don't even now get when into I look it. at some stuff, I'm like, damn, I didn't even peep that. Mm-hmm. He, it went through my head because I wasn't, I don't hate to say spiritually woke, but I wasn't spiritually in tune. Now I'm getting his messages. I'm like, yo, he's saying some powerful shit. People are not ready to hear it. They just want to cast him off as crazy. Yo, but it's funny that we live in a time that we're, Free thinking is shunned. It's shunned. Because everyone is so focused on following the next person. Nice. Everyone wants to do the same thing the next person is doing. They're scared to think outside the box or do something right. that's different. Right. I've been called different my whole life. Right. You know, when I was younger, I, I was bullied. I hated it. But as getting older, I was like, thank you. I yeah. love it. I had people not like me, and all they could say was because I'm different. 
Like, okay. <laughs> that means you ain't got what I got. Bye. That's I don't the need best you. You, got? you know? Right. Like, okay. Forget it. I know I'm here for a reason. I didn't know what it was. I'm starting to see it now. But there's nothing anyone can tell me that's going to dim, make me dim my light. Yeah. And there's nothing that anyone should tell you to make you dim your light. If you know you're the fucking shit, Come you the on, fucking man. shit. And that was one thing about the documentary, man, because... Yo, shout out to Ye for falling on his sword and showing himself in such a vulnerable position in yeah. the beginning of his career. Because to be told whack at that you are whack at that level, come on, man. If your homie down the block say you whack, it, it, whack, it might be motivational. It is. It should be but because if you inside a Rockefeller Records and somebody like, yo, that is horrible. <laughs> he let us know. He let us you see. Get what I'm saying? And you gotta push great. through that. Who are you? The the look. Shout out to Dame and Jay, but. You know, at the end of the day, he had to have the mentality that even though you guys are Rockefeller Records, I am who I am. Mm -hmm. So what we've been watching from the very beginning is everything around him yield to him. (laughs) From fashion to music. You know what I mean? Yeah. I ain't even gonna get into his relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wait. Like, he is a genius. He really is a genius. And he knew it before his mother knew it, rapping his songs and stuff. Like, he knew it. His mom yeah. knew it. He knew what he was worth and what he's capable of. Hey, man, there's a point on that Donda album. I, the song, I can't remember. It's like a little interlude or a skit. There's some with Donda with his moms. And she's talking about Kanye. And the last word she speak before the song drop is, you know, what did I teach Kanye and why is he not scared? Mm. And I get goosebumps every mm. time I hear that. <laughs> like, yo, mm. yo, we out here. We swinging swords. We doing things different. That's so that's why that brother mm. needs to be bigged up. You know what I mean? That's why you need to be bigged up. You know, and anybody out here that's servicing people, right, without having any attachments to like you know underhanded dealings like without trying to take advantage of those people get anything from those people man y'all need to be highlighted we all need to be be (laughs) you know put on a pedestal because it's getting weird out here but then there's so many people who are so jealous that they don't have that talent to just be able to help people i don't know why you would be mad at me that i have something to help humanity you know, like it's I'm helping people around you. Why are you hating on me? Because I got a gift. Yeah. My pops told me one time that the whole world is a mirror, right? Mm-hmm. And a person can't hate something that they perceive to see in you unless it's something that they hate about themselves. Yes. A hundred percent. Yo, that is real fucking facts right there. You know what I'm saying? So a person literally might be hating on itself like, damn, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, why I can't do that? And in turn, who gonna beat they self up, right? Everybody like, damn, it's gonna flip at some point and be like, you know what? Her, he thinks he does. You know what I mean? And it's not even about that. It's literally about what is your passion? Identify your passion and chase that thing down and join the rest of us doing it. Yes, that is it. That's <laughs> like, it. You know Do I mean? it. And as long as you... Yo, there was a quote that I saw that was meant for me. I meant to write it down. My bad, y'all. And it resonated so much. And I was like, yo, this is it. 
All right. I have a divine duty to help other people find their own happiness. Did you hear what I said? Mm. I have a divine duty to help people find their own happiness. And that's mm. by me just living my life. I'm not trying. I'm just living my life freely, happily, and you see it through me. And I'm inspiring you to take that trip yeah. to be happy. So. I'm inspiring you to go get that surgery you want to get and trip. be happy. <laughs> I'm inspiring you to say fuck the naysayers and people who hate on you just so right. you can be happy. Like I'm here for you. And I and I'm so happy. Like man, I'm no, so happy. It makes total sense. And I feel, that's why I feel like my time is due because I've always had a genuine heart and I've always done for people what I want people to do for me. And a lot of people have played me. They've used my energy. They've been around me just because I make them feel good. And then they treat me like trash. You know, I've gone through that a lot. I'm very sensitive, but I'm also a little hard to. I'm a Leo Cancer cousin, (laughs) so I'm both. But it's like I've learned that now my time is coming because I I feel like the universe... like everything I went Yo, through was for a reason. Let me tell you how serious service and outreach is in life. I set out when I finally got off my BS <laughs> out here to be the world's greatest. That's you know what I mean, whatever I was passionate about. I'll just leave it at that. Right. And on my journeys, an elder that's worth her salt. Matter of fact, Sister Umakus from One Africa, uh, Cape Coast Almin, thank you so much for everything that you've done in Ghana. She told me almost 10 years ago, I know you want to do business, young man, but if you're thinking about moving here and stuff, you need to do, <coughs> you need to do community service. Mm. Right? You need to do an NGO and a nonprofit. And at the time, I didn't get it. I did not get the reward that comes from servicing people. Mm -hmm. And I tried my hand at so many. Let me tell you something. Early on, (laughs) you might have caught me selling, like, pineapple juice or something on the roadside. (laughs) Man, I wasn't playing. You might have caught me cooking rice in somebody's kitchen. Like, it was really that serious, you know. Mm. And she told me, they'll serve. Serve and I didn't get it. The moment I started to serve people and humanity, my other business and things of that nature, my brand and things like that began to just kind of take off. And I realized something because, like, I pay attention to the spiritual component of my life. Mm-hmm. I said, No, nah, this thing, that's not how you get. You always heard that, you know, you got to give in order to receive. But we from the hood, man. We don't have much, so we ain't trying to give nothing. (laughs) But it was a combination of things. The kid telling me people don't come back. That's a deep moment right there. You know what I'm saying? It was a combination of things. Sister Michael's advising me to serve. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, I said, no, you know what? And the more I serve, the more things grew. And the organization grew. And people came from the woodworks to help that you would wow. never suspect. That's amazing advice, people, yeah. People who you would be like, man, listen, them folks is terrible. You know, them folks might be racist or something like that, or, you know, them folks don't like black people. And it's all different types of misconceptions went out the window because there's people from all races and creeds of life who want to service humanity, who want 
the entire planet to have a higher quality of life. Mm-hmm. It's an honorable, it's a noble thing, and we don't highlight it and talk about it enough. We don't. We got people right here in the city of Newark, Irvington, East Orange, Essex County, that are out here on a weekly basis feeding homeless people, you know, just getting in where they fit in, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, whether it's feeding people, clothing people, um, services for children and families, mental health is huge. Um, one of the things that the Roger does is we do uh, ref- uh, we have a referral program where if you come into one of our caseworkers, whatever your issue is, we have ties in the community where we can get you help for that. For free? You know I mean, for free. Or for a discount? For free. Wow. No, no, no. Totally free. free. That's totally good. free. We're not charging wow. anything. I say if anything um, for the mental health one, if you uh, don't have insurance, you're still going to get service. Good. You get what I'm saying? So, And then on top of that, if you don't have insurance, um, our providers are still going to service you, and our caseworkers, we're going to help you get employment. You understand wow. what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. there's things that the family needs in order to build a solid foundation. And if we identify any one of those things that's out of place in our needs assessment, we seek to support that thing while the father or the mother gets on their feet. That is amazing because sometimes all people need is just like a little help. Yeah, that's it. That's Run, it. They need a little help because they can't, you would be, people can't afford little things that you think is so easy to get. They can't afford it. So if there's more organizations like you out there to help them, that's all people need to get a better life. But sometimes things keep happening and happening and it's just getting worse and worse. And then people look at you worse and worse because you're like, you know what I mean? Right, right. No, there's so many service organizations out there. The Roger Love Incorporated, uh, UVSO up in the Westwater North is an amazing organization that feeds people and gives education. My friend Pam used to work there. Ah, uh, for sure. I think I know you. You know Pam yeah. Daniels? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she actually still is up there. She still, yeah, yeah. okay. She, she um runs the treehouse, the pantry. Yeah, oh yeah, that's my girl. She was my uh, roommate in Willie P. Really? That's how we know each other. Oh wow, that's a small (laughs) world, man. That's crazy. She was my roommate in Willie P. Yeah, so you know, you got all of these different organizations. You got the Blexit Foundation. People are going around and doing as much as they can as individuals. So it weirds me out when people say, "Man, ain't nobody," you know. I say, oh, we got to get the word out about what's going on because it's a movement, man. Like, it's, yep. it's a real movement. It's a movie <laughs> out here as far as service go. Um, yeah. What do they call them? The resource, community resource days. Community resource days. Uh, I think Hold Roger on. has, I was in. Hold on. Okay. And so, um, yeah, we've, community resource days is something that, you know, is real special <laughs> that we do. Um where we bring a bunch of different, we usually combine it with like a park cleanup. Um, and we bring a bunch, a bunch of different community service providers from all throughout the city. Everything from like snap to library cards oh, nice. in the park <laughs> during this time. We giving out, you know, hot dogs and backpacks and nice. supplies for the kids and, Aww. you know, you can take whatever you can take. But at the same time, the parents are being encouraged and, you know, um, kind of guided to the direction of services that they may need for their particular family. Okay. And we try and set those up, you know, right outside, uh, quote unquote project, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and different parts throughout the city. Yeah. I'm so, I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you. I'm glad that you're doing this for the community. Yeah, that's that's good. And can people volunteer with um, Dirajah? Oh, yeah. Thank you for even bringing that up. So um, we have a component of the organization that's called Bridge Builders. 
Um, the Bridge Builders are our volunteer wing here in the states as well as in Ghana. Okay. Um, and anytime we link with our partner organizations or we host a community service event, it's an opportunity for people and families in the community to come out and get into a nice service project. Uh, we have a lot of college kids that work with us um, to get and high school kids to get those community service credits that they need to get into school. All right. uh, so if you out there and you're trying to get into college or if you're in college and you need community service for maybe a scholarship or for entrance into another program, reach out to us. Um, a lot of times the young brothers and sisters, they want to work <clears throat> in the community. Yeah, that's you know, They good. just don't know, you know, what's going on. And, um, you know, I let a cat out, out of the bag a little bit. We, um, have a partnership coming up with William Patterson University, oh, your alma mater. <laughs> well, I, I didn't fully graduate, but whatever. <laughs> well, I got three more credits. Why? Let me go get them three credits, man. I ain't know. That's cool. <laughs> done with them. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> them. Entrepreneurship gang. See how you hear that entrepreneur spirit? Right. <laughs> they gonna call me to come in on their on their shit one day just to talk. Say that, right? <laughs> yeah, man. Yo, we've been giving them money for a long time. Man. Yeah, hello. Radio tuition. <laughs> for real. For so, real. Yeah, so but what we're doing up there is working with foreign students coming into the country to serve as a bridge between them and the university. Um, we had a couple of situations that popped up on the campus, and, you know, uh, members of ours that work on the campus reached out to us to help out where kids kind of, you know, they would – when you have these foreign exchange type programs and you have uh, guys that may be coming on student visas and things, they may not have the support system that would be necessary for them to maintain a, a quality of life that would assist them mm-hmm. in their educational studies. So we come in and we're kind of like that bridge between them and the university to keep them connected um, with the other student groups, right? Okay. They're, 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 the national student groups on campus, whether the Haitian Association, different things of that nature. Um, And we offer community service projects to everybody. (coughs) And then at the end of the year, the kids get to work on their own project. Like when we go to Ghana next year, the Raja Love won't be telling anybody what we're doing. Those students are going to create the project and they're going to tell us what they want to do and we're going to help them execute it. That's dope. Right. Okay. All right. Sheesh! This, you know, what? <laughs> like I'm, I can't talk about it and not volunteer one of your things. So I Yo, need to get through. my shit together come and come through. through. Yeah, no. Did for I real. mention the Rotary Club International? They go hard too. There's so many. people My father is part of the Rotary Club really? in Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth. Me yeah, we talked about. This. Okay, yeah, I think I probably had the same reaction when you told <laughs> yeah, me the first time because yo, I love Rotarians, man. Yeah, Rotarians. Um, and people who are a part of the Rotary Club International, they are about service. I never even Global, knew what it was about. But. International. They're not playing. They're raising this money, and they are serving people. They are identifying places where people are dying of drought, wow. and they making sure that they get the purest and the cleanest of the really? waters. Wow. <laughs> they are building schools and putting technology in places like and it's so cool because everything that's happening, the membership is making it happen. You know what I mean? So mm. get involved. Get involved in these different types of organizations that's out there. Please don't be afraid of weird Illuminati stories. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, 
Just just know that it's going to be good people and bad people everywhere you go in life. That's just the reality of the situation. You and just got to make a choice. You move. Right, that's right. Do you want to be good or you want to be bad? That's right. That's right. You know, something might come across your, your plate. That don't mean you got to eat it. Right. Yeah. 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 Facts. You know? so. Facts. You, know, you keep you keep pushing. You keep pushing. And at the end of the day, there'll be more people doing positive than negative, man. Thank you, yo. Okay, even though I didn't want... The conversation's been going good, so we've been doing good, but we didn't get to talk about Blexit. I know you have a... Like, you're part of... You're big in Blexit, in Jersey, for Jersey, right? Yeah. Let's I, talk I was, about Blexit for a little bit. The Blexit Foundation, yes. I, uh, I um, just... Um, moved on from the position as the state director of the Blexit Foundation, which is a 501c3 nonprofit that focuses on five main pillars, um, one being criminal justice reform, school choice, uh, financial literacy, history programs, and social events that bring our people together and you know, help push uh, conservative views and ide- ideologies, right, help um, people have a safe space to express that stuff because sometimes it, it may not even feel like a safe space to express. Right. So, um, Blexit. <clears throat> what does it stand uh, for? Blexit actually stands for the black exit from uh, group thinking. Is that I mean? black Republicans? Um, or is it not? No, nah, no. Nah, you know, it's a it's a 501c3. So, oh, so okay. you're going to have... You know, Democrats, you're going to have Republicans, okay. you know, you're going to have conservatives, you're going to have liberals. Um, it's a service-based organization, so you're going to have people from all different walks of life, but the people tend to have more of a conservative value system. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, and which is cool, which is cool, which is cool. Uh, I like for scales to be balanced. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I don't want any, you know... <laughs> I don't. I don't want to get me too. I don't want to get shut down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whatever the shutdown is, I don't want that. You don't want it. <laughs> so you know, I like for people to express themselves because then I can evaluate and discern whether or not that's beneficial for me and my family. You know what I mean? So, um, Blexit is the black exit from group think. You know what I mean? Like Blexit. Uh, it probably, honest to God, I'm going to be real with you because you're my sister. If I remember correctly, three years ago when they first started, they literally were the black exit from the Democratic Party. But what happens um, is when you push free think, free think wins. Of course. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. (laughs) So, you know, what ended up happening was like, nah, you know, you don't got to exit one party or the other party. Let's just, you know, let's let's focus on this free think thing. And wherever our ideologies as a people may fall, you know, when it comes to poll time, we can vote that way. But look, let's service this community together. Like, mm-hmm. let's make sure that the people have financial literacy. Let's make sure that prison reform is pushed forward yeah. so that, you know, we don't have people spending lifetimes in jail for uh, nonviolent crimes. So, you know, there's a lot of beneficial factors, school choice. You know, one of the reasons that I jumped on was because of school choice. You know, I teach here in Jersey and, you know, I'm a parent also of school age children. Well, one school age. <laughs> um, and what happens is people aren't allowed to use their tax dollars and their budget however they see fit. So if you send your child to public school, he has a budget. That budget may be $60,000, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
But if you decide that you want your child to be homeschooled or if you want to send him to a private school, maybe that's not a charter or something like that, um, you're going to have to pay out of pocket. Wow. So how is that fair? It's not. <laughs> so now let's take it to another level. And let's say you got a special needs kid and you don't feel like the services in the city suit the needs of your child. You know, these are some of the conversations that come up when we start to talk about school choice and vouchers in New Jersey for the families. Um, you know, Blexit is at the forefront of that battle. Okay. So, you know, it's a cool organization. And one of the things, if I'm a part of an organization, just know they working. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like, right. just know that if I'm a part of the organization, they are working in the community. Okay. So every single <laughs> month, 12 months out of the year, they have uh, what you call social initiatives. And it could be anything from Back the Blue, where we support officers. It could be, you know, school choice, where you inform parents. You know, it could be financial literacy, where we teach people, um, you know, how to have some solid estate planning for their families. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. we don't have people dying without health insurance and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have people who want to be entrepreneurs, but haven't figured out the right way to go about doing that. We help put them in place, man, get them some information yeah. that could be solid and, you know, useful for them and their family. So, you know, I'm really proud of the work that I'm able to do with the Roger Love. and I love it to death. But I'm also proud of the other organizations that I'm a part of. You know what I mean? Like Blexit, uh, Rotary Club International. Um, let me see my lodge, Clifford Alfred, number 165. I love them, brothers. Shout out to them. We wrote a whole book uh, last year. Actually, we wrote two books just um, analyzing Jacob Carruthers' uh, intellectual warfare. Okay. So, um, you know, that's wow. out there circulating. If anybody would like nice. a copy of that, you can get at me. <laughs> um, so it's just, you know, it's a lot going on, and people should be involved, man. People should be involved. Like, what you're doing right now, I can't wait. I love <laughs> Watching your episodes from beginning to end is one of my joys. I love watching the the, the interviewees dance in the beginning. I can't. And at this point, if you're watching this, you saw me in the beginning, so you knew I was ready. I was psyched up you about ready? this. I told my girl. I told. I said, "Look, babe, it's going down." Okay. I love down. the enthusiasm. <laughs> I love it. This is what I want when y'all come on my show. To be yourself. It's not an interview. It's a conversation that we're having. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're just kicking it, having a conversation, having a good time. And um, I appreciate everything you're doing again. I'm going to keep telling you that. I'm going to keep bigging you up and promoting you as much as I can. Appreciate it. Um, I really, you and my brother need to link because he did something in Ghana last December too. Yeah. They painted a basketball court. They nah, I saw it. Donated, you, you hit me up in it. Yeah, yo, I saw they donated um, clothes and, and toys and computers to schools in um, Volta region in Ghana. Yes, yes. So y'all definitely, I keep telling him, y'all just, I guess I got to put it together. Nah, it'll come. It'll come. That's <laughs> right. something that I'm big on too. Like, Brothers that's you know from the diaspora just putting in that work on the continent anywhere you are, like Sierra Leone, Kenya, you know, um Ghana, Nigeria, mm-hmm. South Africa, Mozambique. Reach out, man. Reach out. We one family, one family, one love. Like it, it's it's up to us. We all have that energy and that spirit to change the world. Right. You know what I mean? So one step at a time. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying, like, look, hey, I, I never tell somebody. I'm from North, man. I ain't never going to say, look, trust me outright. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? You get into murky waters now. Yeah, right? yeah. Come build with me, though. Come work with me. Come see what I'm about. And if your discernment say or if your spirit say that this is a good brother, 
Then do your one too. And you're just so good. You're the one with sure. people. It always feels good. And when so you make someone feel good, you just keep spreading it. Spread that shit. Spread the feeling goodness around. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to go on one of those uh, one of those spiritual retreats with you, man. I gotta tell you the truth though, because uh, you know I feel like I feel like listening to your story. I feel like I came to the brink, but I ain't, you ain't. You know, well all the way. The veil has not been lifted. Not yet. You know what I mean? It will be lifted. <laughs> well, the one I'm doing, I haven't done before, so that's a new one. Watch Uma, That's next week. But the one I did, the Yahe, they're mm-hmm. doing another ceremony in, in June. So I can let you know if you're around in June. Yeah, let me um, time in June. Yeah, I forgot what date. But even the Wachuma one, if you want to come, I can let her know. She'll add you to the group. And um, that's going to be, well, we'll talk about that later. But I'll add yeah, you to yeah, the group. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. <laughs> so I'm doing later. that. So I can't wait to talk about that, too. I'm, and it's just like the more, I just like getting more in, in spirit, like more spiritual because it's like, it's giving me more confidence to believe oh, in myself, for sure. you know? For sure. And so I've dealt with a lot of confidence issues growing up. People don't believe it now, but I always thought I was ugly up until like probably college, you know? I never mm. felt beautiful. I was, you know, I grew up in a white town and it was just a lot. So me at the point I'm at now, if anyone says I'm conceited, I don't care because they don't know what it took for me to get to, to this get point. to this point, man. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I don't give up. Right? <laughs> Yo, <know>? okay. <laughs> now nah, you a thousand percent right, man. Like, damn, that's you don't deep, know people's yo. stories, but people want to judge, judge, judge. The same person that's judging me deep. has worse issues than I have. You know, man, that that kind of just knocked me back. Like, you know, I'm thinking about all the times on my journey where. People, you know, was like, oh, you know, this guy seems a little arrogant about what he's doing. It's the confidence, man. And and honestly, it wasn't always there. It wasn't always there. So you got to give yourself You know yourself what I mean? Props. Like, it wasn't always there. So to be at that point, you know, I try and be humble, man. I yeah. swear to you, I do. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> but sometimes when you had that win, you like, what? <laughs> Yo, exactly. There you go. Uh, I said it. We did it, and yeah. that's that. That's <laughs> celebrating your um accomplishments. There's nothing yeah, wrong with that. Yeah. As long as you're not being evil and being two faced and being like conniving. Yeah, and you gotta have people in your life that settle you down. So yeah, like, my mother and, and my, my fiance they don't have no problem settling you down, bro. <laughs> you need like, that in your be life. Crazy. You it'd be crazy. It'd be crazy. What's your tune on? I'm winning. <laughs> Oh man! Well, me, thank you so much for coming on to my lovely lunatically alive. Oh, I appreciate it. It was a great interview or conversation. She did that right. I did. It's one of my favorites right here. Man. I did. I don't only come on the show. I watch the show. Watch you know what I love it. I love y'all. For Betty, watching. you better go ahead, girl. <laughs> I love it. I love y'all for watching. Thank you. Stay tuned. Every Wednesday at midnight, I drop a new episode on YouTube, or you can go on all the podcast platforms. I can't even, but it'll be at the end of this. So stay tuned. And I love you all. Thank you. Peace. All right, everybody. (laughs) Thank you so much. The Roger Love, www.therogerlove.com. And we out.